0: Ladies and
1: gentlemen, get those dollars ready. Coming up next to the stage on the Other Ground Podcast, it's your host, Passive
2: J and Ryan. That's right. It is yet another exciting episode of the Other Ground Live. I'm Passive J. That's Big Dalton over there. How you doing, Ryan? I'm back. That's right, bitches. I'm back.
1: White claw in hand to fuck shit up. How are we doing, Jay?
2: <laughs> oh, not too bad, boss. Uh, I'm I'm glad to have you back. Uh, I understand you had some uh, personal issues to take care of. I'm sorry to hear about that.
1: Yeah, cousin died. That sort of thing happens. Apparently, yeah. you're half to death over there, so what's going on?
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I am uh, currently in the process of uh, quitting smoking wax. Uh, for people that are not familiar with the term, it is a concentrated marijuana product uh, that you uh, uh, that you uh, smoke. Um, I think it's what's probably been part of my lung issues lately. Um, so I'm going to try to stop that. I don't want to quit smoking entirely. I do. Th- I think marijuana is helpful to me in certain ways, but I think the high potency wax is probably doing bad things to my lungs. So we're going to quit that for a while and see uh, how my lungs do. <clears throat> but as it is right now i feel like shit <laughs> i feel like i got the low grade flu um which doesn't surprise me uh one time a while back i actually managed to quit uh, smoking pot entirely and it felt pretty much the same way i still kick myself uh, that i started back up again that was fucking stupid <laughs> um but as it is you know i'm doing okay because i mean, i guess the best analogy for it would be someone who drank jack daniels all the time switching to beer so I'm not like detoxing and freaking out but I've got far less of my uh less of the THC in my system than I'm used to so it's uncomfortable for me and that's me that's enough of me bitching and whining about it
1: <laughs> Yeah we're going to get withdrawal J in about 3 days and that's uh it's going to be a roller coaster
2: Yeah no I think you got withdrawal uh, J right now to be honest with you <laughs> And then <laughs> withdrawing
1: after like 1 day that's a fucking issue man
2: it is an issue. That's why I'm trying to address it. Uh, <laughs> you can't remember, I've been smoking pot since I was uh, 15, pretty much nonstop. So 15, 25, 35, 40. So like 31, almost 32 years now. oh um,
1: damn, you're going on like half a century.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. But in certain ways, like I feel a little more energetic today, a little more focused. And I imagine that's just because I'm not like, you know, killing brain cells continually all day long.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, there's no real need to be like going like all in on something like that if like half the dose still gets you somewhere.
2: Right. And I think that was the biggest issue uh, with the wax is the fact that it's very concentrated. So like you'll have like a little dish of it and you'll use like a little, what looks like a dental tool to scoop out a little bit about the size of a pea and that's what you're smoking. But it's really easy to actually get like two peas worth, (laughs) you know? So it's a very inaccurate thing. And I think that was one of the reasons why I was was smoking too much because it was really easy to overdo it. I don't uh, know.
1: Considering at the end there, you were doing fucking tablespoons full. day. <laughs> hey,
2: Sly, how you doing, boss?
0: How's it going, guys? What's up? How's it going, brother? Who's all in the chat? I'm. I, I was preoccupied. I see Tenor. Tenor. Oh, <laughs> uh, that dude. I heard him say something in Arabic, Italian, Spanish, and something else I can't remember. He is very well rounded.
2: Yes, he's a very multi-talented person from what I understand. He's got a,
0: yeah, he actually hit the he, – he's the only one that has ever said Khabib the proper way, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, you've been busting Jay's balls about saying, you know, at, at least 10 different things wrong. Boudiccai, uh and, and the list goes on. That was it is – listen, listen, Khabib, Khabib.
2: Hubby. Yeah, Hubby. Yeah, I
1: don't have enough I don't have enough phlegm for that.
2: I'm healthy <laughs> over here. And I and honestly, I sh- I should be embarrassed that I got that got that wrong because I know quite a few Middle Eastern people. And while he's not from like, you know, the Middle East, obviously, it is that type of name kinda.
0: Jay, you should. Did these guys know you live in Bauderville?
2: <laughs> no, I'm not sure if they're familiar with the... Uh, the uh Boderville. Yeah, That's about what yeah. We call it. Oh, oh, you're talking about Dearborn?
0: Uh, uh, Rochester. Actually, I'm sorry. I shouldn't be revealing anything.
2: No, um, it doesn't matter. People know that. People I know live, live know that I live in fucking, you know, uh, northern Oakland
0: just, County. The high-end boaters live in Rochester Hills because I yes. have a bunch of family around you. You already yeah. know this, but now everybody else does. Yes. That's how we had that link up about two years ago was yep, yep. Uh, I, I know the area because I visit there.
2: Yep, yeah, this is true. It uh, turns out a lot of Sly's family, just by weird coincidence, lives like really close to me. Um, I live, uh, despite the fact that I live near Detroit, I actually live in a really affluent area. Um, I, I've yes. Spoken before, um, I,
0: listen up. Everything Jay has said has been correct. There is nothing but wealth. That's one of the richest counties in the whole United States. People think Detroit is complete shit. Uh, the suburbs have got a lot of money. Uh, th- that area. Uh, it's incredible what you can get for a house in that area. How cheap they are, and it there is so much freaking wealth in that area. I, I have a lot of very very wealthy family members that have done really well there, and I, I'm talking owning small stores.
2: Oh yeah, yeah I it's, mean, practical, not even, it, it's practically it's, tradition. Your party store has to have a Middle Easterner working at. It. That's you guys. You guys seem to own yeah. all of them. Yeah.
0: We're, uh, well, that's what we did over there. So naturally, that was our anchor when we all, you know, immigrated over here, was to open stores. Uh, all the kids, the kids basically get two options: they're either doctors or they're engineers. That's it. That's right. usually the options they get. And there's a couple that are, you know, attorneys now. But uh, so the children are owning stores. That that has changed. Right, right. We, fig- right. we figured out how to migrate successfully. Right.
2: And you guys have done a great job. Yeah.
0: We're close with people like Ryan, you know, we're we're really close with the black culture. We own a lot of stores in their neighborhoods, et cetera.
1: Well, we we mix really well black. So I'm not like criminal black. I'm like, you know, black that's very well spoken black. And Jay, he's prospering in that rich neighborhood. I mean, everyone has to have a token for
2: yeah exactly well no I, I no joke i do have the cheapest house on my street i probably by far make less money than anybody in my area i just got really lucky and got a house for dirt cheap at the right time i haven't i realistically speaking i shouldn't be living where i live <laughs> but yeah, luckily like for it
1: you're like the rich version of affirmative action
2: yes exactly uh, but however on the other hand um though, technically uh, although uh Sly talked about me living in Rochester Hills. Technically, I live in Auburn Hills because I live right on the border. Like, literally, I can throw a rock and hit Rochester Hills. So I tell people that's where I'm from. Um, but Auburn Hills is, uh, is actually just as nice in most parts of it. Um, and in some retrospect, it's better than living in Rochester Hills. Uh, interesting fact, Auburn Hills is 80% commercial. Um, it's, it's only 20% residential, so which means... Back. Which means that all, like, my property taxes are ridiculously low because they charge all the different, you know, commercial businesses. Like, Auburn Hills had the uh, Volkswagen's uh, American headquarters uh, for nuke Robotics. That's where Chrysler's World headquarters were before they got bought. Uh, so it, And there's lots of high-technology companies in the area. So, like, literally, my uh, property taxes, I think, are, like, $1,400 a year. Yeah, I know we probably
0: trying? talked about Michigan a little bit, too. Go ahead, Brian.
1: Oh no! I I only had the one thing to say.
2: <laughs> yeah, he's I'm, done for I'm next. I want to hear it. <laughs> hey Ryan, turn. You should probably turn up your volume just a touch. You're a little bit lower than Sly in my earphones. How about now? We good? There, there. You go. Awesome. Yeah, we're all awesome. All right. Well, shit. The GNT. Did you have anything you want to talk about specifically, Sly? before we got you on here.
0: Uh, yeah, but I have to go. So I'll. I'm going to drop off, and I'll be back in a few minutes. I think. Yeah, if no that's All right. Yeah, no. Well, that's
2: for, a take your time, right
1: there, isn't it? though no, yeah. No, oh, take uh, your time. Ryan,
0: uh, my condolences, bro. I hope everything went well. Um, sorry about. Uh,
2: your yeah, apparently boss. the whole
1: pan. Apparently the whole pandemic thing is real. I, it was news to me.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. No kidding. Yeah, and uh, I was actually surprised at that too. I mean, obviously I knew it was, but. Uh, uh, for the first time, I ha- I've actually had it. Uh, uh, it sounds like the slide's about to explode. <laughs> Sorry, guys. alright all right. I- right, I'm going
0: to drop off. I have something I need to tell to all of you guys, but I'll be okay. back, okay? Yeah, all right, just bye call bye-bye. back, Get Ross. that thing no, bro, disarmed
2: boss. first. <laughs> um, crap, I forgot what I was talking about. <laughs> it was probably I'm sure but. it
1: was something thrilling. I'm guessing it has something to do with 1947 in Detroit, and there was a person <laughs> that did a thing at a place...
2: You know, uh, my grandma used to tell me if, if you can't remember what you're going to say is probably a lie. So, so we'll just go ahead and uh, move on. Grandma had all kinds of funny things right for you. Isn't it though? <laughs> I actually have a couple topics despite the fact that I felt like shit today. I did tried to do my, uh, due diligence. Um, scams on facebook that's one thing that i'd like to talk about i posted on the other ground earlier today about someone i saw on facebook that was selling candles uh, that supposedly mm-hmm. cured cancer and blocked 5g and did a whole bunch of other shit and they are fucking 300 each and i just want to talk about how fucking insane that is uh, the fact that there has to be people buying that shit otherwise he wouldn't be trying to sell it um so uh, was it Alex like,
1: Jones by chance?
2: No, it was not. It was it was just some weird. I, I don't don't know the guy at all. someone else had like, you know, shared his uh, Facebook post or something like that. Um, and here's one that I don't really have a story myself for, but I figured it might be fun to talk about uh, horrible mistakes that you've made. Uh, just stuff, just shit that you fucked up horribly and, you know, hopefully got away with, uh, but uh, stories about that would be fun. And I saw someone speaking about that on the other ground as well. Someone's talked about accidentally making a chemical bond bomb rather. So, um, and lastly, That's uh,
1: almost as bad as mine. So it, I got talked into doing this podcast once with this guy <laughs> from
2: Detroit. And let me tell you, that was some shit. <laughs> Also, if we have time, I'd like to talk about concerts. Concerts are one of the few things that almost everybody uh, can talk about, that almost everyone's been to some sort of concert. So I'd like to talk about what your best concerts were, um, how much you'd pay for a concert nowadays, because uh, I saw, once again, on the OG, uh, someone talking about $500 uh, Megadeth tickets. Now, of course, there was, like extras included with that. So how much would you pay for a ticket, and what extras would have to be included for you to pay uh, a large amount? So Negative that's what I got
1: still like touring. That's a yeah. thing.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. They tour tour every year. They're 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 pretty active. I understand uh, this year maybe not so much, but normally yes. Um, five hundred bucks. I better be able to bang that lead singer's daughter. <laughs> well, and they did they did give a whole bunch for that five hundred dollars. I'm going to go to the uh, thread right now and look at it because the five hundred dollars included it was more obviously than just uh, um, tickets. I believe it was like VIP passes and this better and that. maybe an man. assortment
1: of hand jobs and a case of White
2: Claw. Oh, fuck. Whoops. I almost forgot. He spelled Megadeth wrong, so I couldn't find it at first. (laughs) He put an E in there. Um, But for $500, you get one premium reserve ticket. VIP early entry into the venue. Exclusive side stage access during Megadeth's performance. First three songs. Exclusive pre-show meet and greet with Megadeth. Personal photograph of Megadeth. Q&A with Megadeth. Photograph with Vic Rattlehead. Audiograph set list. Specially designed Megadeth tour shirt, exclusive to P- VIP packages, collectible tour poster, autographed by the band. Limited print Megadeth commemorative patch, exclusive Megadeth VIP merchandise item, which so hard something else, but they were not going to tell you what official meet and greet laminate. And this is a very limited availability. So that's for 500 bucks. Isn't that ridiculous? That's worth about $73. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. It'd be cool to meet the band members, but um, it's not that big of a deal. You know, um, uh, let, let's see the rest of it. S- side stage access during the Megadeth performance. First three songs. I've had that before. Um, I had uh, uh, when I won that concert for No Doubt to take pictures of them. I had side and front thing for the first couple songs to take pictures of them, which is cool. But I mean, you know, it's you're you're still hearing the same music. Um, <laughs> exclusive, a uh, personal photograph with Megadeth. That'd be about the only thing that I think would be cool. I, I always like having pictures with uh, famous.
1: So people. let's let's just put it this way. So like celebrities, like wholesale, right? Yeah, like, are there any people out there that you would literally pay just to meet and say hi to?
2: Mm, God, that's a hard one because that's basically what uh, comic book conventions are nowadays, aren't they? I mean, uh, just uh, uh, from what I understand, a big part of it, or when you when people go to that thing, they just get in line to meet different celebrities and pay them like somewhere between ten and fifty bucks to sign something for them.
1: Yeah, that's Um, my thing. Like, uh, who's the target market for that? Because every time I've met, like, anyone of any sort of celebrity, it's like, it's just another fucking person. Like, why should I be paying you to breathe the same air?
2: Right, yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking about it as you asked me the question. And there's tons of celebrity people I'd like to meet. There's, you know, because I think some of them are cool people, and it'd be cool to get to know them. But I don't think I'd pay money to, to meet any of them, per se. Um, yeah. Is it worth the 10, you know, the, whatever you're
1: going to pay for the 10 minutes of like, Hey, how's it going? Hey, you're famous. Can I ask you a question? How's it, it feel to be famous?
2: Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the question and the answer thing of Megadeth strikes me as really weird. What are you going to ask them? So are you still really mad at, uh, Metallica? <laughs> I mean, I, I'm sure it's not gonna be hard hitting journalism, but seriously, what kind of questions are you going to ask the people at Metallica? I mean, Megadeth rather.
1: Well, like what, do, what would you consider getting your money's
2: worth out of like that whole thing? Oh, I mean, it, for $500? Um, see, and this is one of the things uh, I noticed. It, it doesn't even say where those seats are. I mean, like, if it was front row tickets, and you're going to meet the band, and you got a cool merchandise item that nobody else was going to get, you know, that you could use as a collectible, still no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe if you spent the day with the band, that would be cool. You know, the whole day, you know, you hang out with the band. You go, have to go through the process of setting up, you know, do the whole thing. That would be cool. I, I could see paying $500 for that. I wouldn't pay it, but I can understand people with the, having, you know, spare cash of that nature doing it then. How about yourself? What would it take for you to po- cough up $500 to go see a band?
1: I I just don't know if I would. Like, it's just not really worth it to me. Like I have yeah. spent decent money on like uh decent tickets to like fights and things like that. But that's all for like just the experience of being that close to a cage, like for bands and stuff. Like it's really not that much better being super close.
2: No, for the most part. Um, the, the, the only time it's better to be super close is for visibility. And in most concerts, that's not really an issue one way or another. You don't want to be so far away that you, know, you got to use binoculars to see the band. But for me, being in first row, you know, never was really a huge deal. If it's a sit down show, that, that, that would be, I'd prefer to be up close for that. But most shows nowadays, you just stand up anyway. So it doesn't really matter what row you're in. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I guess I just don't get that whole thing anymore right right so um you wouldn't really pay for a a concert in general now would you pay like regular prices what what would you pay for uh for a decent seat to see a band that you like nowadays
1: depends depends on how good the seat is depends on like who it is but like so a decent lineup where it's you know a good headliner you know decent opening acts i'd pay 50 100 bucks somewhere there but like 500 bucks for the special package no that's stupid
2: yeah, yeah, and you know, God, and there's people that won't even pay that anymore. Like, I, I have a friend of mine that uh, all he does is complain about concert prices because he, he likes to go to concerts. Um, ironically, this is the same person that won't pay for music. He steals all of it. He's proud to steal about it. He thinks people that pay for music are stupid. And he, despite me having a conversation with him multiple times, he can't grasp the concept of that is why concerts so f- are so fucking expensive now because nobody pays for music. Yeah. I mean, is that just me? Well,
1: <laughs> it's also all the hands that are in the pot. Right, so, right, like, but... You're talking about 500 bucks, like whatever percentage of that's going to the actual band, all the management involved with that, the venue and all the overhead that's there. Plus, then you're going to also have to budget in the 50 bucks that Ticketmaster will fucking
2: charge you to print out your own goddamn ticket. Well, yeah, but, but but I way back in the '90s, and I realized part of it's inflation. It's it's not all just you know racked, racked up prices just for concerts specifically. But I've paid 20 bucks for tickets you know to big concerts all the time. We're, you know, we're taught like I went to the, the Clash of the Titans in 1991. It was Slayer, Anthrax, Megadeth, um, Danzig, and Allison Chains. I think that's right. And I think I paid 25 bucks for it. I mean, you know, uh, but back then I, you'd also pay 20 bucks for the album and that's where they got their money. You know, um, musicians still want to get paid just like everybody else. Should they be making hundreds of millions of dollars every year? Eh, but that's the same kind of sort of conversation you can have about any kind of uh, entertainment, like athletics or anything like that. But since you, no one wants to pay them for their music anymore, they make their money touring instead. And that's, I, to me, the simplest explanation why tickets are so fucking expensive now.
1: I just say that Dr. Dre needs to give me a million dollars for an album, and I'll just disappear.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, by the way, you guys are always more than welcome to call in. Uh, I forgot to say hello to the OG Army when I started. I am derelict in my duties. Hey, guys, appreciate you guys listening in. Uh, So obviously, you guys are always more than welcome to call in about this. Uh, Ryan, was the best concert you ever went to, you think?
1: Oh, shit. Um, hmm. That's an interesting one.
2: I know it's hard, isn't it? Uh, I, I asked you so I can have time to think about my answer.
1: <laughs> yeah, so there was, uh, it was a hip-hop concert probably, God, at this point, 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was one of the Eminem tours they did. I think it was Eminem, like 50 Cent, G-Unit, Ludacris, and like somebody else. It was a damn good concert. Um, Probably second to that, and this is one that I think people in the Midwest would really only understand. uh, But Tech Nine, another rapper, like his shows are fucking amazing. I know who that is. Music isn't isn't like the absolute best music, but goddamn, that guy can put on a show. Hmm. Um, And then beyond that, when I was a kid, one of the first concerts I went to uh, was ZZ Top and Leonard Skinner. That was a great show.
2: Oh, that's that, that would be interesting. Yeah, I've I've heard good things about both bands, uh, especially ZZ Top, as far as their concerts go. Uh, what was obviously your first concert?
1: Skinner. Obviously, Skinner wouldn't play fucking Freebirds. So that was a little bit of a letdown.
2: But all Right. was that, that your was first concert? You said?
1: you said no. My first concert's fucking hilarious. Uh, my first concert was MC Hammer. Oh my! And it turns out like all of the opening acts turned out to be way bigger than him. Like the opening ba- bands were. Uh, it was bell biv devoe um boys to men salt and peppa swv and like somebody else it's like all of these like r&b bands that turned out to be like pretty big and he kind of fizzled out and went bankrupt but yeah Yeah. that was the first concert
2: (laughs) my very first concert was rat i can't i couldn't even tell oh well no actually i can't britney fox opened for rat um and which actually, I think I was like 13 or something like that. I saw it at the Palace of Auburn Hills, my very first concert. It was neat. I mean, I wasn't into heavy metal at the time, but you know, someone asked me if I wanted to go, so I went. Um, as far as the best concert, uh, that's hard. Uh, the Clash of Titans was really, really good. Um, I went to a theater, see a on the Michigan State the- uh, Fairgrounds. Uh, they have a, a venue there where I saw Ministry Sepultura, or Sepultura, excuse me. Ministry Supple tour and Helmet—that was really fucking intense. I lost a shoe in the pit. Um, my favorite concert recently—you're gonna hate—and that's that Puddle the Clown. I saw him a few years ago, just before he hit it big, and uh, he put I don't out think an he's an amazing exactly concert. Hit it big, big err. I right. mean, before before he was on America's Got Talent, and anyone and the uh, before the vast majority of people knew who he was. I mean, like I paid—I think fifteen dollars for tickets, and it was me and probably two or three hundred people. I mean so you're not gonna see him that way now. He's, he's big enough that he does a lot larger venues. Uh, and he was amazing. never said a word during his entire show except for singing, yet did tons of crowd interaction. Um, it was just a really good time. Uh, I, you know if you' if, if you don't like singing clowns, I wouldn't recommend it to you. Uh, but it's it was really entertaining and I, honestly, one of the best times I've had at a concert in recent memory,
1: oh shit actually no I'm gonna retract my previous statements best concert I went to um, was and they did like a version of this every year but one year it was uh Lincoln Park and Chris Cornell were the headliners and like the god who opened for I think it was 10 years open for them but uh Chester from Lincoln Park and Chris Cornell doing a cover of Temple of the Dog was fucking amazing
2: Oh God, I can only imagine. Man, he was such a good singer. I, it it bummed me out that I didn't go to his his concert since it we ended up, you know, right here in Detroit being his last one. You know, man. Uh, and I, the funny thing is, while I liked him when uh, back in the day when he was in Soundgarden, I didn't realize what a good singer he was. You know, because Soundgarden while it was cool and stuff. And it, yes, it pushed him vocally. It, it wasn't the sort of like singing that normally impressed me, if you know what I'm saying.
1: Oh yeah, Cornell has a hell of a voice, and Chester from Lincoln Park. That could that dude could sing his fucking balls off
2: too. Really? So I'd never followed Lincoln Park. I mean, I know well obviously a couple of their big songs, but for the most part, I didn't listen to any other stuff.
1: But yeah, and his ability to go like for an entire set of that like is it it's not really like scream metal, but like the effort you could hear him put behind vocals, like the ability for him to go for like two hours straight, crazy for that little dude.
2: Yeah, and it's speaking of crazy, isn't it crazy that they're both gone? Yeah, that's just fucked up. Yeah, I mean, I wonder if it's something about the music industry that's hard on mental health, or if, or if it's that creative people have uh, commonly have mental health issues.
1: Oh, I'm sure it's a combination of mental health from like high level artists, plus the fact that they were all on drugs at some point or another. Right. Right. Yeah. So I mean, you got those two kick the bucket. You got Bourdain that kicked the bucket. Like all of these people that were like very creative and also had deep-seated drug issues
2: yeah yeah and bourdain was the one that surprised me because he, he seemed like he had his shit together um but you never know you know but that's the problem right like you
1: have these people that earlier on in their lives were total fucking train wrecks then you think they got it together but all it takes is that you know slight reverting back to what they were and boom they're gone
2: oh, yeah yeah you never know i mean crap i guess we're shifting tone a little bit but like my wife was talking about on facebook today uh someone that we went to high school uh was posting on facebook that they were pretty much planning to kill themselves and you know i was like what and she starts telling me this post about how you know uh, the guy had posted that everyone's supposed to be there for you when you're having suicidal thoughts but everyone left me and this that the other and you know apparently he's got a wife and a kid but even though but which surprised me because back in high school he was gay um And yeah, and she she started telling me about some of his posts and things like that about how apparently he got really big in the drugs and this that, and the other and went back to being gay and left his wife and kids and you know now he's you know now the, the he's supposed to be on some drug that uh, that he thought was helping him but his medical insurance doesn't want to give it to him wants to give him fentanyl instead so I'm like oh dude this guy's fucked up <laughs> and it's just amazing that someone would have such a mental health break that they would just dump all this stuff on fucking Facebook much less the fact he's seriously apparently considering killing himself. Uh, It's just, well, so part of that
1: sounds like, yes, he's a mentally, (sighs) he's fucked up mentally, but it also sounds like he's an attention seeker.
2: Yeah, 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 I I can, yeah, I can see that too. I'm hoping it's more attention seeker than being serious, obviously.
1: Well, yeah, we don't want anybody else, you know, out there killing themselves. It's not exactly
2: a great thing. No. Uh, hey, we got Sly back. Okay, Sly, take us off this depressing topic and go ahead with your story. <laughs> Tell us you oh, disarmed shit. that bomb I was in the background. To see
0: the topic.
2: Okay. Well, no. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Uh, right. Speak on, sir.
0: I'm having uh, lunch with a friend, and this friend happens to be a mental health counselor. So I just thought you know, maybe you guys might have a question for my friend.
2: Oh, there you go. Maybe. Not. Um. No, 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 no. That's a good one. I guess my I guess my question would be, when you see somebody do something like that on Facebook, how as a mental health professional, how would they recommend that someone reacts when you see somebody making suicidal statements and things like that on Facebook? Go ahead. I guess, you know, if I were to see that on Facebook, I would privately speak with them and see if they want to reach out and talk to somebody. Okay. That makes sense. You know, it's probably, not, it's probably not the sort of thing that you just want to post on their Facebook page and call them out. Right. It's a, right. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> well, okay. So now, now that we've covered that topic, why don't we move on to something a little bit more happy, huh? Um, Brian, you got anything? I have absolutely nothing prepared. So no, Okay. Um
1: obviously we had the draft through the weekend, don't need to really cover that. Are you watching the Bulls documentary that the entire world is watching every Sunday night?
2: Uh no I am not, but I've heard so much about it cuz I've seen all kinds of articles about it. Apparently you know what? I'm I'm this might be an unpopular opinion, but I think uh Michael Jordan's kind of not a great guy. How so? Um he seems very petty. Um, like I saw, like one thing I saw the, that he didn't want to do with the, sh- he, he refused to do. I'm not sure if this is a documentary that he's speaking on or a different one that he refused to do unless he got to respond to anybody's comments on him, which I was like, thought was kind of sad. Uh, plus apparently he still thinks Isaiah Thomas is a big old asshole. Um, and he, the guy has won so much in life. It, it just amazes me that he's willing to hold a grudge that long. I guess that doesn't make well, him a bad guy. Yeah. but.
1: Isaiah Thomas is the same thing on that. Like, those two just don't like each other.
2: Yeah, no, not even a little bit. I, obviously, growing up in Detroit, I was a, a big Isaiah Thomas fan. Um, not a huge basketball fan, but if you were in the Detroit area in 1989, 1990, 1991, that area, era, you were a basketball fan. You didn't have a choice of matter.
1: Well, see, you missed out. So, like, the two episodes, they're playing two episodes every Sunday. It's a total of 10 episodes. So, they're four episodes in. And one of the episodes last night was about the rivalry of, jordan's bulls and the bad boy pistons Mm -hmm. so you actually missed one that would have hit home
2: yeah 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 i'll probably have to go back and look up that look up that one because i know it was a huge rivalry Uh, they didn't like each other at all as a matter of fact i remember remembering back on it the nation didn't like the pistons like fucking everything i ever remember reading about them that wasn't local was bad nobody liked them everyone thought they played shitty you know it it, they were not a, uh, a popular team at all
1: what they were fucking goons out there like they took advantage of it like so their entire thing was like if you're going to foul someone make it count and they did like they would be elbowing fools in the face and it's not exactly the most popular thing but it's kind of fun to watch
2: (laughs) see I'm glad I didn't you know that probably would have bummed me out I don't like uh, stuff like that you know I'm always uh, about fair play and and being nice to your competitors which probably explains why I lose so often
1: (laughs) Yeah, sounds like you should be watching some fucking rhythmic gymnastics.
2: Apparently so. (laughs) All right, let's see. What else we got today? What's the worst you've ever fucked up, Ryan? I have never fucked up, ever. No? (laughs) Perfect your entire life. Never fucked anything else
1: I am absolutely just a walking picture of fucking perfection.
2: (laughs) See, now that's a problem because... When I picked, up, picked this uh, topic for today, I didn't have anything to go with either, because I'm sure I fucked up many of things. But, but I sat down for like ten minutes of quiet time, just thinking about my life and trying to think of what I fucked up the worst, and nothing really came to mind, which worries me because that means I must mean I pretty much fuck everything up, and nothing stands out. Yeah, that's probably true. Like with me, <laughs> like
1: there's a few things, right? So like, I probably should have never took the last fight that I had. So, like going into the last fight I had, and it was technically the only professional fight, even though I was paid for many others. But I go in, supposed to be fighting at 205 versus this kid. I don't even remember his name. And we get to about two days till fight. I'm completely drained. Like it was a shit weight cut. Like I fucked it up to begin with. And this kid doesn't show up. And the only person they can find to fill in is a heavyweight who was cutting to 265, so here I am, completely drained, then trying to rehydrate and get back to, like, 220, 230, and that fight did not go well. Ended up (laughs) shooting in, guy sprawled, ended up eating about, I'd say about 17 or 18 elbows to the face, and I lost in, like, 47 seconds. It was fucking terrible.
2: See, it's funny because that's exactly how I would expect my mma deb- debut to go i've played with in my head about fighting before obviously i'm too old i'm too clumsy i'm not strong enough but that doesn't mean that i haven't thought about it and i'll be honest with you every time i've thought about it that's i guess i, do, I lack self-confidence because that's exactly how i see my fights going um you ever been in a dream uh and, and you fight somebody and it feels like you can't hurt them like like you're like no matter how hard you swing it's like you're hitting them with a pillow
1: no in my dreams usually I just throw them off buildings and you get around that whole not being able to hit hard in dreams thing
2: right right well that's how I feel like a real life fight would go like I would would hit them in the face and they would look at me like really (laughs) and then that would be the end of that (laughs) well it's because you don't got any of that trap meat Mr. That's right. Oh, speaking of which, there you go. There's something we can talk about, working out. Um, As as most of you guys know, I've been working out, and I'm trying to get in the better shape for when uh, Big Dalton over there puts me on his workout program here in, oh, just a couple days. Um, So I've, I've been pretty uh, good the last couple of weeks. The thing that I've noticed is my fucking hips hurt really bad. I mean, like I'm generally a little bit sore in other spots, but like I'm sitting here talking to you, and my hips fucking ache. I'm not even doing anything. I don't, is that something? I mean, is that, and it's, uh, I know it's for my deadlifts. Is is it just regular ache that I'm going to have to get by? Is there something I'm doing wrong? I just, I don't really understand.
1: It's probably a little both. So you'll need to look up some things and figure out like what sort of stretching or like (laughs) resistance you can do to kind of like open up those areas. Mm. So I don't know exactly where your pain's at, but just like figure out kind of where in the hip it is and look up, you know, any sort of, any sort of stretches or anything else you can do for movement and kind of go from there.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and it, it's always been my weak spot, and I'm not super surprised at it. Whenever I pick back up working out to ha- hardcore, it's always my hips that hurt the most. Um, it'll go away after a while. It's just really bothering me now, uh, probably because I'm, you know, whiny about this not smoking wax thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's really probably more just like a lot of your stabilizer muscles probably are underdeveloped just from not doing things over time. And you're just going to have to work on your mobility and get kind of back to where you should be. Yeah, so yeah. in the times that you're not lifting, like, I don't know if it's going to help you to later on in the day, like do some mobility or some yoga or go, God, I don't even want to fucking say this. Go for a tricycle ride.
2: <laughs> yeah open that shit up although i tell you what as soon as we get out of, out of the show here i'm hitting the fucking hot tub uh i was going to do it earlier but for some reason or another the temperature was a little bit lower i think the last time i used it uh, i left the heat on but i t- forgot to i must have hit the button to turn the uh, water flow off so it was it was only about 100 which is still warm but i wanted it at the max so uh it so should be honestly back up even
1: even better than a hot tub you should get one of those just uh like one person like portable saunas
2: you know what have I've had a couple those? people say that. Um aren't those really expensive though?
1: No, so just like the ones that you see, like if you ever watch like the UFC countdowns and things like that, the ones that they'll actually bring into a hotel room. Yeah. Just those like little ones, literally all it is is like there's just a small chair in it, and then you pretty much just zip yourself up to the fucking neck and then just cook yourself. Huh. Like those so things you- are amazing. I have one. I use it like like if I'm feeling tight at all, I try to at least Throw like an hour a day in there just to kind of stay loose and stay going. Like the benefit of sauna treatment is like through the roof just for overall health. Really? Uh, so I don't know if you follow Rhonda Patrick at all. Mm-mm, no. Uh, so Rhonda Patrick, she's she's been on Rogan a few times. I don't know if she's been recently, but basically she's the one that like kind of got everybody up on the fact that we need way more vitamin D3 uh, than most people get. Uh, but she's published quite a few papers out. There at this point on like the benefits of sauna treatment so uh yeah google that and <laughs> uh figure out what you need to do but i would i would start at least with one of those the more expensive ones are like the actual like ones that are made out of wood like normal like sauna looking things those will run you a couple grand one of these
2: will run you probably less than hundred bucks. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's for, that's reasonable. Yeah. Cause I've never really did sauna. I, I, the only time I've ever been in one in my entire life is there was a hotel uh, near us that we used to get hotel uh, rent out rooms to party in that had like a pool and a hot tub and a sauna. So I sat in that for a couple of times, but not for more than like five or 10 minutes. And uh, obviously I wasn't using it for therapeutic uses. I was using it because the hot chick was sitting there in there too. <laughs> so wherever she moved to, that's where I was. So, so I've used a sauna a little bit, but I don't really, you know, didn't really look into the benefits of it. I'll definitely do that because under $100 is pretty reasonable.
1: Yeah, they're not bad. They work. Obviously, they don't work quite as well as like a traditional sauna because like you're not fully in there, mm-hmm. like your head's sticking out, but you're still going to get most of the benefit. Um, in the chat, I actually linked to her site. So, if you go to foundmyfitness.com, uh, it'll have basically everything that she's done research wise. Just read up on some of that stuff.
2: Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I am looking forward to starting a routine. Um, currently I'm just doing the one I spoke about before where I'm just doing, um, a couple compound lifts, you know, bench press, uh, deadlift, overhead press and bent over rows. Um, so I, I know you're going to expand that quite a bit, but I think that's a good one. Good, a good set of lifts for me to start on so that, you know, I'm not too out of shape when you get me going
1: yeah just stick through that through the rest of the week i said we were going to start on the first but it's stupid to start a program on a friday uh so i'll we'll actually have you start on monday okay so that it'll be on me. the
2: fourth right on oh it made a fourth be with me yay <laughs> do you know nurse. that uh, do you know i i didn't even bother to click on it because uh, i'm tired of fucking all this stupid shit but i saw a article that uh the people disney i guess that who owns star wars was putting out uh regulations for how you could use the hashtag May the 4th be with you on Twitter. I didn't even bother to click it. I'm like, okay, fucking everyone's lost their mind now.
1: Yeah, that's way too much nerd shit for me.
2: (laughs) Well, shit. Uh, Look at that. We we kind of used up all my topics already. And we're only got... uh, We still got about another 20 minutes left to go. Shit. (laughs) Well, Uh, where
1: the fuck is everybody that propped up the goddamn show when I wasn't here? (laughs)
2: <laughs> they're lie. all gone.
1: Well, all this what, goddamn work on my plate. I'm not here to carry a goddamn podcast.
2: Well, here's the thing. Uh they were very nice to show up and uh help me do my job the last couple days. Uh Grad one uh totally lost it and and uh and uh, called and probably uh, after having a couple too many. Uh, but it made for an interesting show. <laughs> Nobody got to say anything, but it made for an interesting show. <laughs>
1: Uncle goddamn Canada.
2: Oh, dude, he's so fucking awesome. I love him so much, dude. He's, he's he such a great dude. a national
1: dude. fucking treasure.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But so that's, so today's a little bit slower thing, because everyone's all burnt out from all the fun we had the past couple days. But that's okay. We'll figure out something to talk about. I mean, I'm sure I could talk about fucking nothing for 15 minutes. I do it every day. It's practically my job now. You know, we've been doing this for, uh, this is like our 39th or 40th show now. Jesus Christ. That is, that's a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're tr- uh, trucking right along. To give you a perspective, I did a uh, a show uh, with a friend of mine for several years and got up to about 100, 110 episodes. So so the fact that we're kicking out one a day is actually kind of cool. Well, hello there, new person. Hello, caller. Well, what can we do for you today? Come on, PB Deneval. You're three, on. Go. One, two, three, go.
1: You've All right, try back later. Prank callers and whatnot. <laughs> uh,
2: try back later. <laughs> but yeah, so we're we're actually doing pretty good as far as that goes. Um, we're still building fl- followers. Uh, we're up to a pretty good number right now, uh, and we and we add a couple more every show. So we're doing something right. Um,
1: well, but, now that I've made my you know glorious return, we should be uh, we should be
2: on the upswing. Yeah, yeah, yes, we should. Uh, despite the fact that we're totally fucking bombing this show. <laughs>
0: All right, well, well, you put know
2: that on you. You know what? I'll do what we always do when we can't think of anything to talk about. Let's go to the OG. Oh, let's see. They're talking about video of Joe Biden railing against illegals. Inarguably inarguably the best guitar player on the planet. That's going to be wrong. (laughs) Let's see. Viral memes then and now. That one was kind of cool. Oh, let's see. Oh, I don't want. I don't want to click on that one. Someone posted a thread about running over a dog. Um, you know what? Oh, I have noticed one. Person. Yeah, you know one thing I have noticed, dude. I don't know why, but I'm super duper, very emotional in the last six months to a year or two. Uh, I, I, my wife's even mentioned it to me. Like, dude, I'll cry over fucking anything, like embarrassingly little, uh, like something sad that I see on Facebook. I stopped following a couple of people that kept on posting those, you know, sad stories about dogs getting abandoned and things like that. You know, I don't, I didn't want them. I didn't want to read them. It's, you know, it just bums me out.
1: So and here's uh, the thing, right? So like you ingest a lot of marijuana uh-huh. and you don't work out all that much. I do.
2: I mean, and, this, is a, this is a down time for me, but I nor drooling generally do.
1: And you're also getting to the age that your testosterone's dropping.
2: So no, that part you're of getting
1: a little estrogeny there, there, fella.
2: My wife thinks I need to see a psychiatrist about it. She thinks I haven't dealt with the issues in my life from my parents passing away and everything else. I tell her I'm fine. Fucking, you know, no,
1: that's... what I what I would actually suggest you do is go to, like, an... an God, what do they call these places now? Like anti-aging or whatever else that you go to to get your test measured, right? And yeah, yeah. You See that you are deficient, and then get yourself on some, get yourself
2: on some vitamins. Yeah, yeah. A slides offered to let me talk to her, talk to her, his friend. No, I'm fine. She thinks that you know. Like, granted, I had a lot of shit happen to me in a couple of years, you know. Um, but shit happens to everybody. Everyone loses their parents. If I'm not unique, you know. Um. <laughs> So, yeah, you know, no, I'm fine. I, I think the emotional thing's probably something else or so yeah. You know? Um, or like you said, maybe I'm, maybe I don't uh, have as much testosterone testosterone as I used to. And I need to do something about it. I spoke with my doctor about that a couple of years ago, just for giggles, asking about getting tested. He said, Oh, you're fine. You don't need that shit. Well, he, he said a little more doctory than that, but
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, at your age now, like you are definitely on the downswing of testosterone production. Mm-hmm. Plus having gone through the whole cancer thing, like, the treatment there and going through a surgery and like there are other things that have probably fucked you up a little bit hormonally. And Possibly then like it. I said, the reliance on the weed, like that's also going to you know affect that somewhat. Mm. So like, what? what better time to get out there and just, if nothing else, get your levels checked. Yeah. So you can point. mark off the box of like, is this the
2: issue or not? Right. Right. And Stray brings up a good point. Uh, he says, uh, I have a lot of that in my family history and yeah, my mom had some pretty severe mental issues. Uh, I've spoke about that before and that does scare me. I'll be honest with you. Uh, cause mental issues are running the family normally. That's how that shit works. And she was, you know, pretty messed up toward the end. Uh, yeah, apparently she'd been messed up for my entire life, but, you know, I didn't know. Uh, she tried to kill herself a whole bunch of times uh, before she started having mental issues back, you know, just suicidal thoughts in her 20s and 30s. And then once she hit her 50s, it, it turned into a paranoid delusion. And... Uh, Basically, she thought people were out to get her. Uh, the police were coming to arrest her uh, for for abusing her stepdaughter that she hadn't seen in thirty something years. Uh, I had lost my house, and uh, and she refused to believe that anything else than that. You know, um, just weirdly weird, crazy shit. And I'll be honest, that scares me. Um, nobody knows that they're going insane. You know, <laughs> if you think you're crazy, you're not. Uh, and I don't think I'm crazy, and I think I'm gonna be fine. But I, I'm not gonna lie; that scares me. You know, that's one of those things you can't do anything about. If you lose your facilities, you just lose them. You can't work out a whole bunch to make sure that you don't fucking lose your mind. There's nothing you can do about it.
1: Ah, uh, yes, losing your facilities—it's almost like when you lose your faculties.
2: But uh, yeah, that too. <laughs> I mean, but you see, what I'm saying. I mean, I, I, it's not something I should be worried about because if nothing else is, I. I believe you shouldn't worry about things that you can't do anything about. And I can't do anything about that, obviously.
1: I hey, I'm just saying, like I worry about my mental capacity, like over time. Like I've been hit in the head a fucking lot. So like at some point, like any time that I'm speaking somewhere or doing something and I can't find the right word, it's like, Oh shit, is this really rotten away? In like ten right. years, am I not gonna be able to form a fucking sentence? right yeah Luckily, that's scary. I'm not there yet. but i will yeah. be like i will be a mush mouth old motherfucker
2: yeah and, and you know and that's scary because you know in your situation it's like well is it just am i just struggling from the word because i'm struggling from for the word or is there something wrong with me you know so yeah, yeah and it you're, becomes
1: it, a weird thing too like so it's not necessarily something that anyone else even notices but then i'll be sitting there like 10 seconds after i'm like did i just sound like a fucking idiot because it took me like three seconds to think of this word
2: Yeah. Yeah. And then you start, then you start, you know, self-analyzing and starting worried about, you know, how you're thinking. It's just no fun. That's not something that anyone should have to worry about. Yeah. But then I just pound a white claw and
1: go, God damn, I'm an impressive human being.
2: Yeah. See, I just smoke a joint. Go, man, I'm fine. (laughs) So, you know, uh, I, I, I should probably be way more concerned about my physical health issues than any of my mental ones. And I'm not that worried about them either. I'll be fine. Yeah. I, I I like talking about uh, the the different uh, health issues I had because it makes for a good conversation. But for the most part, I don't worry about that shit, dude. You know, all, all that shit's in the past. I'm I'm good now. Yeah,
1: but at least get ahead of the shit that you could fix, like the whole right, testosterone right. thing. So right. Once they no. open Michigan back up, you get yourself to a clinic and get yourself tested. And when they tell you, "God damn, Jay, you're turning into a woman," and you can you know
2: get a few yeah. milligrams of test. No, that, no, that's something I want to look into because the last thing I want to do is to work my ass off and not be able to get the results I wanted because I don't have enough testosterone in my system, right?
1: Well, and we're just going to need you to get you on, you know, like a, a liter of Andro, just over. mainline it.
2: <laughs> hey, Sly, welcome back. Can you hear me? Yes, sir.
0: I'm not using headphones because these damn things won't sync up. I need a goddamn tech.
2: Oh, well. I've you tried be... 20
0: times to think these things. Well, I don't know. Some people seem to have to require headphones and others not.
2: Yeah, it is very really well. There's no rhyme to re- or reason to it at this point that I can figure out.
0: Yeah, I think do it I sound on okay the app. or do I sound like, uh, what's his name? The one guy that was that sounded like shit when, and never had headphones.
2: Oh, <laughs> no, no, you sound just fine. There's no echo or anything, to be honest with you.
0: All right. Since we're on the subject of, you know...
2: Oh, we lost oh, you, we lost you like for a second. Some some 20, yeah. oh, 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 now we got, got an echo. Got that. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. No one went no
0: down.
2: <laughs> oh, no. Okay, oh, Sly. Got... Sorry, Sly. I had to cut you off. We went from having no echo to a ridiculous echo. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Holy shit. That That anarchy. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> um, but since we're talking about mental uh, mental uh, health issues, uh, it's funny because uh, I found out uh, over the course of my life that most of them are caused by other things. Uh, like my aunt, uh, she's in a home right now. Um, she was just a normal person, you know. Uh, drank, I, you know. I assume, you know, like I'd see her beers, but uh, she had a happy marriage with her husband, my uncle. I thought until she hit about 40, seemed to have a midlife crisis, uh, divorced him, started hanging out in biker bars, doing Coke and drinking, uh, and hanging out with bikers. Uh, and 10 or 15 years after that, um, she was admitted into a home, uh, like, a cause she couldn't take care of herself. Um, now that i did this isn't a technical term for it but you know, but they said basically she'd rotted her brain out with drinking and drugs and this kills me because i loved her she was such a nice lady she i we called her aunt die die because she dyed her hair about every three weeks um and uh and now when i see her not only does she not look like the same person i can't understand a word she's saying uh so despite the fact that i love her to death i hate being around her because you know it's it's one-sided conversations uh And that's when I, when I spoke about people doing it to themselves, I guess that's what I meant because, you know, as far as I can tell, I don't know, it's, it's two ways ways to look at it. On one hand, she did a shitload of drinking and drugs that couldn't have done good for her, but she had to have had mental, mental problems to start off with, to have, to like have a crisis at 40 and like totally fuck up her life.
1: Well, and it depends on the person, right? Like I told that story of the friend I had in high school that just, completely went nuts one day and then he was just nuts from then on like he didn't have a drug problem he didn't drink just all of a sudden like something stopped working in his brain and then
2: when the brain goes you're fucked see and then that's why it worries me because that's the same thing happened with my mom my mom kept it together right up to the point that she couldn't and same thing happened with my aunt my aunt kept it together right up until she couldn't um does that mean sometime between now and the age of 60 i'm gonna fucking lose it
1: yeah, it's probably gonna be on an episode of this where all of a sudden you're just completely sick of my shit and then we're gonna hear you screaming.
2: <laughs> yeah, it'd be different if we did the show together in the same room. <laughs> but but well, yeah, then I think you
1: would be far less likely to freak out because <laughs> I mean, come on, be honest here. If this was in the same room, you start freaking out. I would break you in half and feed <laughs> you to the
2: dogs. We've had that conversation before. I have, uh, as I pointed out before, if I lose my temper, um, I lose my sense of self-preservation. <laughs> so I would totally, like, like if you, if you fucked with me enough, I would totally get into your face probably to, uh, to the detriment of my health, but it would happen. <laughs> I have seen your chest. I would mortal combat fatality you. Have you? But have you seen my arm? I could shove my spear-like arm right through your chest and rip your heart right out, man.
1: Nah, I've got <laughs> enough fat covering that, and then muscle underneath that, and I actually hey. have all of my organs.
2: Hey, sly. How you doing, boss? Uh, you, let's. You, you. We're not getting echoes from you now, so I think we're good. I got
0: my technical issues fixed.
2: Yay! Good deal. <laughs> now, what were you saying so, before you were interrupted?
0: Anyway, I have. I have. Since we have the presence, you know, of a psychiatrist next to me. Mm-hmm. This would be a good time for me to bring something up that has been bothering me for like 20 plus years on the OG since I was a little kid. What's that? Why is everybody obsessed with farts and poop?
2: <laughs> that's not the OG. That's Hey, the dude, in general. I
0: took a shit. Ah! Hey, guess <laughs> what? I just took one an hour ago. You know, uh, <laughs> what? I because
2: it's say. I'm like, tell them. I think it's funny when people fire. I'll fire at work,
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: and everybody will be like, "Oh,
0: you fired <laughs> These guys are gonna love you.
2: Yes, we do. I'm, yes, I'm we do. I'm triggered
0: by this. I, really? I've always. I, I don't.
2: I. You know what? Jokes maybe, about maybe adults. it's
0: upbringing. You know, conservative. You know, Probably. Christian background right. and everything, but it's. My god, and and that black dog, if you're listening to this dude, or if you like download and listen to this podcast, what what the fuck is wrong with you, bro? (laughs) Seriously. You're the worst offender. That's funny. Straight up Um, obsessed with poop
2: with shit. See, and I don't uh, understand that. I, I can I can understand the uh, like the juvenile jokey part of it, but one of my pet peeves has been like farting in my presence. I can't stand those people that think that's funny. I've gotten to almost physical confrontations at work. Uh, there was a guy that used to come into my office and like to fart. I, I kept on telling him, like, dude, please don't do that, dude. I, I have to. You, you you think it's funny? You laugh and walk away. I'm stuck here if your fart for like an hour. Um, I agree. Jay, you know what, man, I. I
0: you're you're straight up correct i agree with you 100 wholeheartedly Doss just said my nine-year-old took a pic of a huge shit he took and sent it to me at work i was proud <laughs> the milkman might be black dog
2: <laughs> see now when the with the issue if i had with him finally i took i told him i was like look dude fucking stop doing this you know he did it anyway so fucking i talked to his manager i'm like dude you know and i felt kind of silly you know that i was uh, talking to a manager about this but i was like look fucking I feel like I'm working with a fucking five-year-old. I go, I shouldn't have to put up with this. I go, this is ridiculous that I'm even having this conversation with you. you know? So, you know, I, you know, and I felt bad about it. I wasn't trying to get the dude in trouble, but fucking, if you're going to disrespect me over and over and over again, look, if, if you think something's funny and I specifically tell you that it's not funny and you keep on doing it, you're being a fucking dick.
0: Come over and, and shit by people that don't appreciate it
2: right yeah exactly so you know whatever so i'm like and you know and but it, it, he was pissy about it for a day or two and then that was the end of it he didn't fart in my office anymore which i appreciated <laughs> which is a, which. your
0: feedback on this
2: yeah yeah and, and you know what the, i'll be honest with you i, I um I try not to fart at work at all. I have my farts have an amazing ability. If I fart in my office, it attracts a beautiful woman every single time. I fart, a hot member will come around the corner like a half a second later. So I hold that shit in all day. And this is oh, how but you these get guys don't. <laughs> oh, they think that's how I get. <laughs> yeah, I got booty cancer from holding in my farts.
0: I know you can't talk about these things, but this is just what I've heard. Okay, I'll Mm -hmm. say this to the group. All those wives, all those women that are probably at your work are probably uber hot because Mm -hmm. they sit at home, they got nothing but money, they can do surgeries, they can do whatever they want, body enhancements, uh, and their eye candy. They have to be around the shoulder of their men Mm -hmm. because it's similar in the Chaldean world. It's all about show.
2: Right, right, exactly. Yeah, I I
0: can imagine they're probably hot, and you probably can't go on and on and on about it. But
2: yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, and I did notice a theory. This is a theory that me and my friends developed uh, when we were younger, uh, teenagers, uh, living in, in an affluent neighborhood. What I found is that rich people marry beautiful people and have rich and beautiful kids who marry other rich and beautiful kids and of course there's there's exceptions to this but as it goes along they get better and better fucking looking because i when i grew up around some amazingly good looking rich people that's just a theory though
1: yeah until those you know family trees kind of start to intertwine to the point that you end up you know getting some really fucked up looking kids
2: right right and of course if someone's rich enough you know they can interject their ugly ass genes into the situation but but they'll but they'll marry someone who's good looking and then try to they will mellow it out a little bit Whew. i'm
0: fixing it
2: all right we're we're gonna be out of here in a second uh slide you got right, anything I'm you out, want to cover guys. before it?
0: okay all right a good one you guys
2: thanks for calling boss we always one, appreciate right. the call all right, looks so we managed to do a whole show talking about goddamn nothing. It's amazing. <laughs> well, goddamn, pal. That's right. Okay, we will be back tomorrow at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We
1: got three minutes here.
2: We uh, I know, I know. I'm We're I'm using those three minutes to, to finish about. up the show. Okay, what you got? You already trying
1: to go to the big finish. What the fuck, man? <laughs> uh, fuck, I don't know. Um, here, here's some uplifting news for you. Mm-hmm. Miami has now gone seven weeks without a murder. Really? The first time we've done that since 1957.
2: You broke up. Did you say that Miami went seven weeks without a murder? Yep. That seems fucking impossible. And I'm not even trying to dog Miami. It's just a city of that size. Uh, Wow. I mean, I am seriously fucking (laughs) stunned to hear something like that. I mean, you know. That's uh, that's pretty close to saying the, the same thing as Detroit hasn't had any murders in seven weeks. And I'm not going to go look up that stat, but I'm pretty sure it's not going to be correct.
1: I'm pretty sure Detroit's <laughs> not going more than seven minutes.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, they, they're they better. We're, we're not the murder capital anymore. Um, God, who was uh, Baltimore, I think, or, or, or uh, New Orleans or something like Baltimore's that.
1: Baltimore's been up there. I think St. Louis has been up there. No, yeah, I mean, not, I'm not saying Chicago. Detroit's
2: is super duper safe, but oh yeah, yeah. Chicago always has tons of shootings. Friend, supposedly, from my understanding, like uh, guns aren't allowed in the city, but that doesn't seem to do a goddamn thing. Yep. Okay, we're done. <laughs> um, Fair enough. We're gonna be back tomorrow at 6 p.m. Yep, we're gonna be back tomorrow at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. As always, I want to thank the OG Chat Army for showing up and making life great for us. Uh, Dalton, I'm glad to have you back, boss. Fuck all 'all. (laughs) y'all. We'll see everybody tomorrow at 6 o'clock. You guys have a great night.